What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. If you were just scrolling through podcast apps, looking for a new podcast to listen to, and you stumbled across Dig Straight Down, and maybe you thought, that sounds a lot like it might have something to do with Minecraft Well, you would be absolutely correct about that. This is a podcast specifically about Minecraft updates. Now, these could be updates that are actually coming to the game, such as Minecraft 1.21, the next release of the game, which should happen fairly soon. And we've been talking a lot about the new features that are coming in that game, Uh, a lot of the previews and snapshots they've been releasing, making us really, really excited for the future. Uh, But also we talk about things that might come to the game. We like to do a lot of speculation and theorizing about the future of the game, and as well as just sort of telling everybody like what we would like to come to the game. Maybe there's something that you uh, think, hey, I've seen this in a mod, I think this needs to be in the vanilla game, or man, there's there's this area of the game that feels very undeveloped or needs a little bit of fleshing out, needs a little bit of love from Mojang. And we talk about those kinds of things all the time. So if that's the kind of thing you like to think about, maybe you're talking to your friends who play Minecraft or just on your own, you're thinking about the next updates and things that you want to see come to the game, well, this would be a good place for you to stay and camp out and join the community because there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who are also interested in that. So I'm glad you made it here and I hope you hang around if you like what you hear. And if you do enjoy what you hear, you can always join the Discord. The link is in the show notes of this episode to chat with other people who are interested in the podcast and listen regularly. But you could also consider subscribing uh, to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to, be that Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever the myriad of other ones that are out there. Um, If you would follow the podcast, if you enjoy listening to it, and also uh, suggest it to a friend who might also enjoy listening to it. I would love to see more people drop by and have a listen. Well, guys, with that all being said, let's get into the Q&A segment of this episode. This is the first segment of every episode. I take a little while to uh, look at some questions that I've asked you guys, the listeners, in past episodes and react to your answers. These questions range from uh, what would you like to see come to Minecraft to, you know, what do you think about this particular feature? Just thoughts about Minecraft in general are what I like to ask you guys. And a few episodes ago, I asked you guys this question. What kinds of new features make you the most excited about updates and what makes you the least excited? There's a lot of different kinds of people with different kinds of approaches to playing the game in the community. And uh, I think Minecraft does a good job, generally speaking, on having a balanced approach when they come with come up with new updates. There seems to be something for every little area of the community, no matter what your particular interest or play style is. There always be, seems to be something, at least a little bit, uh, for each uh, person in the community. But I wanted to see um, how you fit into all of this and what your perspective was. So first of all, we have the Legender 7, and they write... I love when new weapons are added. What makes me the least excited is when a useless mob gets added because of the mob vote. I'm looking at you, Armadillo. Oh, no. So, okay, I I voted for the Armadillo. And I will will admit, I will admit, 
for a little while there, it was kind of looking like the armadillo was going to be kind of useless, um, apart from the wolf armor that they were bringing. And even then, early on in the early iterations of the wolf armor, it was kind of looking lackluster, like the, it was being underdeveloped and wasn't quite what it should have been. But recently, uh, in the past recent snapshots, we've seen improvement with the armadillo and with wolf armor and even tamed wolves in general. Um, I think that these features are actually going to be really worthwhile. Um, now, of course, the armadillo mob just by itself might not be useful for very many players, but um, I do think at the very least they do add some much needed life to savannas and badlands and deserts. Uh, so at least we can we can look at that, but uh, a valid point, Legender. Uh, next, we have Randomly Duck, and they write, One of my favorite things is redstone components, because it's really cool to see what people can do with them, and it's really cool to play around with. I'm least excited when they've removed something or changed a vital game mechanic, because I think the most basic mechanics should remain the same. Redstone components or uh, features that have a redstone ability. Um, I think that those honestly are probably some of my favorites as well. Uh, when they add a new feature to the game that on the surface might not look technical, but actually has a very fascinating interaction with redstone. I think that that is always one of the most fascinating and creative ways that they build the game. Uh, one of the most recent... Um, Examples of this is the breeze mob and specifically the projectile that they fire, the wind charge. This is a projectile that interacts with redstone inputs such as levers and buttons and trapdoors and any other thing that actually activates or gets activated by a um, redstone signal. The, the wind charge can actually interact with those things. Another thing is the skulk. A little while ago, the skulk was added and the skulk was initially considered it was going to be this really creepy thing that didn't have a technical use, but it was going to be creepy and have this weird like vibrational frequency that it could sense. But then they also said, you know what? It senses a, a, a frequency, it senses a vibration, and then that activates a red, redstone signal, which has led to many, many amazing uses in the community. So I agree, Randomly Duck, that is um, one of my personal favorites as well. Energy Turtle says, biomes, items, blocks, mobs make me the most excited for updates, while bug fixes and redstone don't make me as excited. Yeah, bug fixes tend to be some of the least exciting things that they add or, you know, fix, I guess, in uh, in updates. But that, that's pretty vital to the game development. But I do understand it's not very exciting for most people. Dizzy Dud said, well, stuff like the Nether update and the Aquatic update make me really excited. But updates like Trails and Tales is just terrible. It just brings something boring like the Sniffer and Archaeology. Uh, so you got a really high and particular standard for updates. Now, the, the, you, you cited the two best updates to the game, the Nether update and the Aquatic. Um, the, those were the two best additions, the, the two best updates to the game. They were the most satisfying for the community. Um, they were the most cohesive in their theme, and they really impacted the game a lot by giving new life that was much, much needed to uh, very barren features of Minecraft, such as the, the oceans and the nether. So good examples of really good things to be excited about. But I will say that while Trails and Tales might not have been as impactful, 
Um, the sniffer in archaeology, while they don't, they don't appeal to everyone, and I think that's fine, we can all have our personal preferences, uh, they, they do add something to the game. And so, uh, from a kind of objective point of view, if we, we kind of put aside our personal tastes, um, these are good features. Uh, but I can understand how someone could look at those things and think that they are boring. Now, objectively, uh, archaeology is kind of boring. You know, like, it is a very slow-paced, methodical, um, not very uh, action-packed thing to do in Minecraft. But again, you know, people might see it uh, in a different light. So I think that it's a valid uh, it's a valid point here. There are some updates have been more exciting uh, than others. And I think that those two updates in particular were the best. And I hope we see similar updates um, like those in the future. And I think we will whenever we see an end update. Next, we have Anna, and they write, The most exciting is new materials, and the least exciting is new hostile mobs. So we got a builder here who doesn't want to tangle with combat, and I respect that. I respect that. Quinn says, I hate that every time there's a biome update, there's no purple wood. I like how I get the hopes of a purple biome, and then it drops down inside me when it's not. Oh, that's really sad. Um, yeah, purple wood would be kind of cool. We kind of have something similar to that in the uh, warped forests of the nether, so that might be uh, worth taking a trip to the warped, not the warped forest, the crimson biome, the crimson forest in uh, the nether. So you might you know, take a trip there. The wood is kind of purpley. Um, but yeah, I, I understand a, a purple wood would be kind of cool and everybody wants a new wood type. I do think that this is, uh, this, this particular update 1.21 is one of the first updates in a while where we haven't had a new wood or a new tree. Um, yeah. And I think that that's kind of a, a much needed thing in my opinion. Next we have mushroom monstrosity and they say favorite is redstone stuff. Least favorite, building blocks. Absolute least favorite, more glazed terracotta and phantom buffs. I don't think we've had a phantom buff in a long time, but yeah, that would be pretty terrible. Lizzie says, I feel like new biomes are the most exciting things in updates. The least exciting is probably building materials. Okay, so here's probably an explorer here who doesn't really care that much about building. So I respect that as well. Anselm says, uses for old blocks, items, and mobs. I don't like it when they just add new stuff instead of fixing other already existing things. A great point. And honestly, I would like to see an update where they literally just take existing features and make them better instead of adding new features. Um, I would just one small update like that would be totally fine by me. I do think that the majority of the community, at least the vocal part of the community, would really not like this. Um, the, the developers would face so much hate for not adding a new feature to the game. So I don't think we're going to get that kind of update. But in every update, generally, we get some um, some of this, a little bit of a balance here, some new features, and then some uh, refresh for old features. And finally, Torben says, I like new mobs, especially mobs that change the way we play, like the breeze and its wind charges. And honestly, man, I agree. And the breeze, it's kind of up in the air now, no pun intended, uh, as to how impactful the wind charges will be. But if I'm going to predict how impactful it's going to be. Like I said in a previous episode, I think wind charges are going to be as vital to gameplay as Ender Pearls are. Now, obviously, this is a general statement. Not everybody who plays Minecraft is going to care at all about wind charges. 
But I think there's going to be a sizable portion of the player base that is really, really going to value wind charges, and uh, they're going to be a sought-after item for many, many reasons, one of them being the uh, movement that they offer, the, the jump boost effect that's just really, really fun, but also a great mechanic to play around with. Um, so yeah, I think that we're going to see this be pretty impactful, um, but only time will tell. All right, guys, thank you so much for these ideas and opinions. And if you would like yours read out on an upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify and interact with the Q&A post there. Or you can hop on over to the community discord and uh, go to the channel that is dedicated to this Q&A segment and you can leave your opinion there. Uh, and I'll do my best to read as many of those as I can in a future episode. Again, if you want to join the Discord, the Discord link is in the description of this episode. There's a lot of great people over there, uh, members of the community who love to talk about the podcast and about Minecraft and ideas for future updates. But another thing that they do often, and I think this is absolutely terrific, is that there are community-run Discord-exclusive challenges um, that they do. Now, I do a one-block challenge on this podcast every week. Um, but they are doing things like one item challenges and one mob challenges. That to me is amazing. Um, so if you want to take part in that, please go check out the discord. I'm sure that they would love to have you join in. Um, and speaking of the one block challenge, if you need a refresher on what this week's theme is, it's down in the description below. The theme for this week is transparency. Again, if you need a refresher on how the challenge works and how to take part in it, all of that information is in the description. So please check that out and uh, get me your ideas in by tomorrow because tomorrow is the deadline. All right, guys, let's get into the main discussion of this episode. And this one is going to be an interesting one. Um, I'm not sure how long this discussion is going to go, uh, but I do have a few notes here on an idea that I had. Um, because I've been doing some research and, and some reading up and listening to podcasts on generative AI, <laughs> and I know for a lot of people out there, especially if you're younger, um, you might know what AI means, but generative AI, I think, is um, is something that might be a new concept to you. And so I want to kind of tell you what that is and why I've been thinking about it. So generative AI is um, basically AI, you know, systems, uh, maybe a, a, a not not to get too in the weeds about it, but some of us, you, you probably have heard about chat GPT and things like that, where you give it a prompt, you tell it to do something, and it creates something for you. This could be a, as simple as uh, a few paragraphs of text, or it could be as complex these days as a very realistic video. And there's a lot of differing opinions on ethics and morality and whether this should be a thing and how we should as a society interact with this and what regulations there should be. I'm not delving into any of that conversation. Um, but essentially what I want to explore a little bit, just briefly here, um, is how generative AI could potentially be used in Minecraft. Um, now, again, if you are completely anti-AI, I respect your opinion, and I'm not saying that this should happen. I'm not making any sort of statement on whether or not this is a good or bad thing. I'm remaining neutral uh, for this discussion, but I am acknowledging that, hey, the, the, tech, the technology behind this is pretty fascinating, and it could have interesting interactions with Minecraft being a procedurally generated game. I just wanted to explore that a little bit. So again, generative AI is just 
artificial intelligence that can make something based on your request. Um, this again can range from just text to video to everything in between. It's pretty amazing the capabilities that it has and uh, we're just seeing the beginning of it in the future. It's going to be even more so and honestly I believe this is here to stay. So how could this be used in Minecraft? Well Minecraft like I said is a procedurally generated game. It is based on a seed um, calculations are run in the background by the, 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 the software. Look guys, I'm not a technical person. I don't know how it works, but essentially, um, the M Minecraft, the game does a calculation that determines how the world is generated. Certain things are, um, always consistent, um, such as there being a spawn point. I mean, certain things are always consistent in the game, uh, especially in the end dimension. I think you can really see consistency because you always have um, a central location where you find the Ender Dragon, except for in a few very, very rare bugged cases, which are fascinating. Uh, but it is a procedurally generated game. It, everything, it follows rules, but is kind of random at the same time. And so I thought that this could have some interesting interactions with something like generative AI. So making the generation of a world in multiple ways, not just the terrain generation, but the generation in general of the world and um, the RNG that it uses, maybe make it a little bit more intelligent in how it uh, acts and how it interacts with the player. So one of the areas that I think generative AI would be interesting to see um, interacting with in Minecraft would be in uh, NPC interactions and giving them personalities. Right now, if you encounter NPCs, uh, for instance, you walk into a village, right? Now, the different villagers, obviously, uh, since the village and pillage update, they now have different roles in the town. Um, you still have the uh, the green-robed villager that doesn't do anything. Um, and uh, depending on the kind of villager that they are, say a fisherman or a librarian or what have you, they will follow different paths in the game depending on uh, where their occupation block is, that kind of thing. So there is slight variation within a village. But other than pathing, essentially, and the house that they go to, um, they are all the same. They all have the same basic personality. They all interact with each other in the same way. You could almost say that they are the same person. Like every one of them is basically the same person. A generative AI uh, could give individual villagers personalities. Now, this wouldn't have to be very complex. I'm not saying that one of them suffers from crippling anxiety while the other one is a techno-optimist. I'm not saying anything like that. Um, I'm not saying give them, you know, uh, the political affiliations, none of that kind of thing. <laughs> that would be way too crazy. But just simple things like maybe it could be um, as they uh, move about in the village, each one of them has a little bit of a more intelligent AI so that keeps track of its own history. So say a villager falls down into a hole um, and has like a near-death experience, maybe if they escape, they always avoid uh, steep uh, dips in the terrain, that kind of thing. Um, or if um, a villager is never traded with while all of the other villagers are traded with, maybe that villager could develop a negative um, association with either the player or with all the other villagers, uh, hinting at maybe jealousy or something like that, feeling left out.
Or maybe if you favor one villager's trade over everyone else, you literally only trade with one of the villagers in the town, um, maybe that trader starts walking around as if it owns the place. It has the most wealth, and you could almost uh, see how this villager would interact with all the other villagers who haven't achieved the same rank as it. And that's just a, a brief example. I think this could also be done with illagers. Um, you can imagine uh, illagers interacting with uh, each other in the woodland mansion. Say, you know, you're hanging out in a woodland mansion enough for a history to build up within it. Um, and each one has its own sort of generative AI mind kind of thing going on. And uh, say you have the the illusioner walking around, you know, it thinks it's the boss. Um, maybe the vindicator doesn't think so. And they kind of growl at each other as they walk past each other. Um, I don't know. There could be little little variations of this um, in different factions. Uh, maybe piglins will vie for leadership over the tribe. Um, you know, there could be different things like this that happen that uh, hint at little stories that are just sort of taking place in the background as you, the player, are living out your own story. There are stories that are independent of yours that are playing out that don't depend on you interacting with it. You know, um, you don't have to go into a village uh, in order for this village to develop its own story. And then when you walk in and you see these villagers behaving in the way that they do, you can sort of piece together maybe what happened. Um, again, it doesn't have to be super complex. It could be pretty simple. Um, but I think that generative AI could do something like this, um, where it basically is keeping track of a very simple history uh, within any given village or woodland mansion or pillager outpost. Um, again, you know, maybe this doesn't happen for every NPC. Maybe the game selects a few NPCs here and there to give this little bit of extra complexity. Um, but I think that that would be really, really cool. Mob behaviors as well. This could be applied to mobs and especially pets. Um, right now, if you have three tamed wolves, you might as well only have one because they're all the same. They all act the same. What if they acted differently? What if your tamed wolves had different personalities? What if cats had different personalities and parrots? What if parrots uh, tended to uh, try to make certain noises more than others? Um, and the, their behavior was just a little bit less predictable and had a little bit more personality to it. I think that that would be amazing. Um, also, what if uh, your your pets or your, even your horse uh, or whatever you have, these animals that live around you can develop uh, affection for you and come up to you uninvited, or maybe they don't like you and they run away from you. Um, adding those little touches of dynamic interaction uh, would just kind of make your base, I guess, come to life in a way that we just can't have right now uh, with the AI that most um, that 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 the uh, the mobs in the game have. Another uh, way that generative AI could interact with Minecraft that I think would be really really cool is if terrain generation kind of hinted at lore. So say you had an intelligent AI. Um, that was uh, intelligent AI is kind of redundant because it's literally artificial intelligence. But you had a, an AI that was kind of examining the way that the world generates 
in real time and then makes little adjustments and little tweaks um, so that um, a story could kind of come to life. Now, this one might not be a very popular idea because it would change the way that the world generates and you could get discrepancies um, in seeds, you know, things like that could happen. And honestly, there's a lot of charm in the way that the world generates now uh, when it doesn't happen very logically. Say, for instance, when a pillager outpost is built right in the middle of a village. That's kind of cool that that can happen. Um, but if, say, say that happened, uh, maybe the, uh, the AI that's uh, kind of overseeing the generation of the world will be like, hey, this doesn't make sense. Maybe we make it so that uh, this village shows signs of being raided a long time ago. Uh, and then it could be like, this is what happens after a village gets raided. Um, the pillagers build an outpost in the middle of it. Uh, so things like that. Uh, this, this dynamic, uh, the way that the terrain generates where one thing could respond to another thing that's close by it. I think that that would be really, really cool. But again, that might be something that you should toggle on and off because that would change some pretty core, uh, features of the game. Uh, again, guys, this is not something I'm saying should happen or that I even want to happen. This is just sort of a thought experiment. And, uh, we could see like something like this, uh, come to the game in the future. If, if Minecraft continues to develop, Develop, and uh, if AI becomes more and more of a tool that people use, um, this could make for some interesting uh, experiences in the game. Um, I'm not saying whether or not I want this to happen. I, this is just a thought experiment, so I just want to leave it at at that. Well, that'll bring us to the end of this episode, guys. Uh, send me your questions, your comments, and your ideas. Anything that you would like me to talk about on the show, send it to me at digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxala, and I have been your host, Rebel JC. Until next episode, keep digging straight down. I will see you at Bedrock. <laughs>